Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What happens if B. John Robinson has Bill Belichick land in Atlanta? How much of a hit does he take in our eyes versus a couple weeks ago when we're amped? Arthur Smith is gone. Everybody assumes an amazing coach is coming in to take over. Maybe Bill is an amazing coach to some people. Maybe he's not to you. We'll discuss this and more. But what's the impact? What's the risk level? Is Bijan still top five overall? Is he a top five running back? We'll discuss that and more because it is becoming increasing, increasingly likely that Bill Belichick is the top candidate for the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll break that down and more. Also, Adams to the Jets possibilities. We've we've heard this kicked around for a couple months now. We've really heard it pretty much all off-season, or all, I'm sorry, all in-season as people talked about this potentially looming as the, the Jets started looking to, to bring Rodgers back in 2024. They fuel up for one more big year. Rodgers is now talking about playing more than one season and Adams is is a potential potential trade opportunity for this New York Jets football team to take a big step forward. What would that do to the value of Garrett Wilson? What would that do to the value of Aaron Rodgers? What would it do to Brees Hall? What would it do, what would it do to Devontae Adams himself? We're breaking all that down and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, word, we'll, we'll address this one real quick and then go over the Bijan topic and and so we'll hit this Adams thing first but players on uh players on the Rogers 2024 watch list and what that means is that this man has a big say in New York about who comes in who they go after and he's got a watch list you know we always in 2023 heading into the season it was Lazard who was on his watch list Randall Cobb who did this man want to bring in Adams his name came up obviously in 2023 in the offseason, but uh, there's always a watch list for Aaron Rodgers, and a lot of people dramatize this. They think he's a drama queen. I love Aaron Rodgers. I like everything Aaron Rodgers stands for, to be honest, and I think that he gets a bad rap by by so many in the media. They hate this man. They call him a diva. They call him a, an attention hog, and you know what I see? When a lot of people rip on Aaron Rodgers, talk about this and that, I see a bunch of people that probe into his world, into his life, and then complain and cry about it. Aaron Rodgers 
so what if he if he gets a little attention here and there? You know, a lot of the time in the offseason when he's deciding what he wants to do, it's the media that, that probes into his life, goes to the extent of finding out he's going into a, a, a darkness retreat, probes into that constantly, then calls him a drama queen because he's doing things on his time frame and everybody's watching like a hawk. That's everyone's fault for just trying to get too involved in his life and then complain about it. That's your own fault. I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers to the moon. And as far as I'm concerned, this is one of the, the best humans in the NFL. And if you don't like that, that's the way I view it, and that's tough. This man right here, Aaron Rodgers, has a watch list according to ESPN. Not his list, but a list we compile from a media perspective about where this, this team could be going based on the direction of Aaron Rodgers. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, 2024 watch list, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams, who caught 68 touchdowns from Rodgers during the years together in Green Bay. This would be a trade with significant compensation uh, because Adams, who turns 31 on Sunday, is under contract for 20 in, in 2024 for $17 million. The Jets are reportedly prepared to pursue him. This could be... Uh, and the other thing that, that was really, really interesting that a lot of people glossed over is that Garrett Wilson changed his number, number 17, Devontae Adams' number, and he changed it to five. Now, he played at he played at five in college. He played it with the number five in college. So there's some reasoning that might be completely unrelated to Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams' number gets freed up potentially. Maybe another teammate grabs it. But 17 might become available. Number five is now going to be worn by Garrett Wilson. And he wanted to let everybody know he tweeted this out on, on April 17, 2023. Um, so uh, we'll... Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, we'll, uh, We'll, 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 we'll talk about this. Th this came out in April, but then it got reannounced and redrudged up after the season ended. So he just wanted to let everybody know he's going to play as number five uh, the season following, which is this year. So this has kind of been uh, glossed over because it was so long ago. It got drudged up again. And everybody's wondering, is Devontae Adams on his way to the, to the New York Jets in 2024? If I had to put a, a number on it, an arbitrary number, I'd probably say there's something along the lines of a percentage chance of maybe 35-40%, which is a pretty high number when you think about it. That's not something like 
to, to balk over. Like a 30% chance this team goes hardcore is what I'm saying. I don't know that they get a deal done. There's got to be compensation on top of being willing to pay him $17 million guaranteed. There's a lot involved. There's dead cap hit for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. There's also the Raiders saying to themselves, "Look, you know, we're trying to we're trying to keep Pierce or bring in another head coach. It's going to be Pierce. It is Pierce. We know it's Pierce. Pierce is going to want Adams there. Adams does love Pierce. Adams does kind of want to stay and 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 be coached by this guy. The team loves him. The players love him. And and if they bring in a big signal caller, I think Adams could be relatively happy. The problem is." You don't know what that looks like. You know, maybe they like O'Connell. Maybe they're going to go in the direction of O'Connell. I kind of think O'Connell's got upside, but I don't think Adams at his age is really wanting to wait on the development of another quarterback when he could walk over, maybe win a Super Bowl. I don't think he feels like he's winning a Super Bowl. I think he likes his coach. I think he likes his teammates. I think he likes the direction of this Las Vegas Raiders team under the command of Pierce. But I think that when push, push comes to shove, he is going to, be pursuing or wanting to pursue this potential situation. The Raiders are also potentially not in a absolute win now mode. Maybe they feel they are. I know they feel like in some aspects they might be able to compete with any team on any given Sunday, but I think if you're looking at this thing from a, a Pierce perspective, this guy's 31 years old. We've already talked about what happens to wide receivers at the age of 30 and 31. Ziggy, how old is Devontae Adams? Davanti Adams is 31 years old. 31 years old. He was born on December 24th, 1990. December. Ziggy off. December is his birthday. So we just turned 31. He played his 30-year-old season and, and was up and down, right? Didn't start off well. There's a theme here, people. We went over it in the offseason. We went over it recently. We went over it yesterday. We keep going over it. 30 years old. 30 to 31 years old is when you absolutely... Start the, the potential drop-off stage as a wide receiver. When you're 30 and you're Cooper Cup and you can't stay healthy, why do you think that is? Luck? Bad luck? Just crazy set of circumstances? When you're Adams and you're 30 years old, you turn 31 at the end of the year, but you're 30 years old and you kind of struggle. I know it's quarterback related, but you're dropping off. You're also very injury prone. And so if you are thinking logically as Pierce and you're like, I don't think we're winning a Super Bowl in 2024. This will be my first year full command of this offense. I think I have a little leeway, right? Let me get rid of Adams to a team that wants to win a Super Bowl that might overpay. And let me start turning this team around. It will be a smart move by the Las Vegas Raiders to venture away from a 31-year-old wide receiver that turns 32 that honestly, when it comes down to it, doesn't threaten Garrett Wilson all that much. It feels a little bit like, uh, I don't know, it feels a little bit like, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of an older wide receiver that's been in this situation that came over, we're worried about the impact, it doesn't really, uh, kind of like, in a way, Dalvin Cook coming over to the Jets in 2023 this past season and how much panic that set in for, for Brees Hall owners. Oh my God, Dalvin Cook's coming in. What is What happens to, to, to Brees Hall? That's laughable now. I mean, we said it was laughable when it happened. A lot of people had knee-jerk reactions to that one. Oh, Dalvin Cook, such a scary piece, Smitty. What do we do, Smitty? What do we do if Dalvin Cook lands on the roster? He's so good, Smitty. He's going to vulture Brees Hall. No, we said take a look at the Eagles' 
early season schedule. The first month of football was brutal against the run. They were going to ease Brees Hall in. They wanted to potentially just run Cook into the ground and let Brees Hall kind of take off around week five, week six. Exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Now, I think Adams is better in his play right now than Dalvin Cook was, but it's not that crazy to consider them a lot closer than I think people would like to admit. Now, you could say in a year from now, oh yeah, it was easy to see that that Adams wasn't going to do anything. People are going to be really quick to have foggy memories about how they're going to judge Adams right now. Adams probably does have, when he's healthy and on the field, the ability to be a top 10 wide receiver. Problem is, he's going to struggle with injury a ton. The problem is, he is going to lose a step. It's all going to add up. It's all going to trickle down. I think he could have a really good, remarkable season, though, I will say caveat with this man, where maybe his yardage is in the 900 range, but he has 10 touchdowns because this man knows him, and these guys, it's like playing catch in the backyard. So I do believe this could be a resurrection year for Devontae Adams in New York. I think Devontae Adams is a prime candidate to avoid in 2024 in Las Vegas. It just might be one of those awkward, weird 900-yard, 10-touchdown seasons. I don't think it affects this man all that much. This is the future. This man right here loves this man. And boy, wouldn't that be amazing for the little... He is... Let me redo that. Wouldn't that be amazing for our little animation we have where these two are sitting there on the couch? Come on, man. Pick up. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey, man, it's Devontae Adams again. Um... (laughs) Call me back, bro. If this man, Aaron Rodgers, gets his hands on this this older yet potentially solid player in New York, he could feed him 10 touchdowns. But this is the future. Does it affect Garrett Wilson a little bit? Maybe, but in a sense, it could really help Garrett Wilson in some context. Because I think at the end of the day, like I said, this guy's not delivering more than a 900 to a roughly 1,000-yard season. Anything can happen. 31 years old, there have been wide receivers that have delivered at 31 years old. It's not crazy. It's not out of this world insane. And if there's any wide receiver that's capable of it, it probably would be Adams. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the numbers I'm touting for Adams in New York are good. 900 to 1,000 yards and 10 TDs is fantastic. Like, for a 31-year-old wide receiver, that is good in Las Vegas it's likely going to be disappointment. 
Um, the likelihood of this going down is is tough to say. The Jets are all in. Robert Sala is all in. This has got to be one of those years where they do everything they can to win. And I think this will be on the table in the coming months. Get ready to hear a whole lot about it. It's it's definitely going to be something we hear a ton about. So that that's that piece of news right there. Um, Bijan Robinson, look, this is something that uh, I know is going to panic a lot of Peters out there. And to be honest, there's concern. I have some concern when I when I when I envision this man Bill Belichick coaching this Atlanta Falcons team. Number one, there are some positives. We have seen Ramondre Stevenson ball out for more than just a year. Like he's been a staple in fantasy football. He's been an absolute marvel. We love Stevenson. Stevenson's one of the most talented running backs in the National Football League. You wouldn't know it if you looked at last year because this man, Bill Belichick, did abuse him, didn't did misuse him. And and we kind of didn't even see the guy play anywhere near the, the potential he had to play. So I worry about could Bijan, who we've just been absolutely just gutted all year long watching misuse happen with Bijan, workload, divide, Essentially being a backup, still producing number nine overall fantasy football running back numbers as a essentially a backup in the NFL because of the way that Arthur Smith misused him. He was used as a backup. You can say he wasn't a backup all you want. Doesn't matter. Say whatever makes you feel better and sleep good at night. He still finished number nine as a part-time player. Imagine what he'll do if he gets fed. Now, I, I think all this comes down to quarterback. All, all, all this comes down to quarterback. We've seen Bill use a running back like a workhorse. We've seen Bill use a running back in a way that's that's head-scratching last year with Stevenson. But he does tend to, when a running back is hot, use that running back and absolutely make them into a, a player that gets a whole lot of production. Stevenson was fine for a while. So I have some hope that this will be okay. What we really need to wait on and not knee-jerk react about if this does end up happening, if this marriage occurs between the Falcons and Bill Belichick, who's the OC, okay? And what does he say about Bijan? Because I'm sure he'll speak on it. we got an amazing guy, one of the best running backs in the national football. We hear something like that to the moon, okay? Because then I know he's serious about using him. If this man doesn't mention Bijan at all, I'm a little concerned. doesn't mean I'm out. It just means I'm concerned. And we also want to know who the quarterback is. Because if they struggle to fill the quarterback spot, that's more important than anything. I think if the offense is is functioning well and throwing the football down the field, Bill does love to run the ball. Bill does love defense, run the ball. I think London and Kyle Pitts have a higher ceiling with a, a guy like Ben Johnson co- uh, uh, coaching this this Falcons team. But So maybe London and Pitts get a little bit of a uh, a knockdown from where Ben Johnson might have vaulted them up. But I think it all comes down to quarterback. If there's a great quarterback uh, in place in Atlanta and and we feel like this offense can function and move down the field and get into the red zone on the regular, then I'm pretty much on board without any sort of hesitation or reservation. If, if this team, because of how Bill failed to identify who the top quarterback was on his roster in 2023 because Bill actually saw Mac Jones as a solid quarterback. Those things are concerning to me. And I will have some concern as to 
who is quarterbacking this thing. So a lot to be determined. I don't want to leave it too open-ended. At the end of the day, I'm in on Bijan. I think the, the natural panic that will ensue when this man, Bill Belichick, becomes the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the amount of knee-jerk reacting that will bump Bijan down a handful of spots will be acceptable enough for me to say I'm still in. I'm still one of the people in, totally in. First-round value, absolutely. Now I know I can get him a little lower than I would have, and I don't know if that's justifiable or not. It might be a steal. It might be warranted that he's dropping in many people's eyes. Where I get out or I start saying I'm diversifying, I'm taking Bijan in a couple leagues, but I'm not going to oversaturate my teams, is if this Atlanta Falcons team under the command of Bill Belichick and whoever he brings in as OC starts making bad decisions. If they think that they can rely upon the quarterback room they have, if they don't get a Michael Penix Jr. at the very least in the NFL draft here at the number 8 overall pick, if they don't invest in trying to go after Justin Fields and show aggression to go get a quarterback, let's say they try and get Fields and they fail, at least I'm feeling very confident they're trying to bring a big-name quarterback in. And then I'll, I'll be pretty confident they're going after a Drake May. They Maybe they trade up or they draft a Michael Penix Jr. early at number 8 overall. Those things need to be in play. If they don't, if they don't bring in a quarterback... With this number 8 overall pick, trade for Justin Fields or figure something out on a significant level, it's going to be hard to imagine Bijan not having some ups and downs under Bill Belichick's command. Where I draft him will be determined by his ADP adjustment, and I think that the ADP world will be up and down on this one as we go through this roller coaster ride. A um, few more pieces of news here. So Bill Belichick... Uh, let me put this over here. This one right here. Sirianni um, has gotten the support from his players, including Jalen Hurts, which I think surprises a lot of people because the, the word has been as of late that Sirianni has lost the locker room, but apparently the locker room is behind him. He will have a meeting with his owner, and he, he apparently feels safe at this point. He's been involved in a lot of the interviews or the discussions about getting interviews set up for coaching staff changes and you know I don't know that they would involve him too much in those if he was on his way out the door so that's all pretty good news for Sirianni staying um, I think uh, you know who they bring in as a new staff under Sirianni will definitely determine how I value and view this man going forward um, I think Sirianni's got some pros he's also got a lot of cons and so we'll just kind of take it play it by ear I think uh, for the most part Jalen Hurts in 2024 is going to be undervalued. I think in Dynasty, he's already under undervalued. I'm definitely all in on Jalen Hurts at a newfound third-round value. If he's dropping into the third and fourth round, I'm all about that. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. A lot of people might be. Not this man. I'm going all in. I love Jalen Hurts. I don't care if Sirianni's concerning or we're worried about this Eagles team kind of falling flat and failing at the end of the 2023-2024 you know, or the beginning of the playoffs, but the end of the season, falling flat, looking like they weren't the same team. I'm fine with ups and downs. I know Hurts. I know Hurts can ball. Hurts was QB two in fantasy. There's no concern. There's no concern. Let other people panic, and and this goes for like Dak in some ways. I'm never really a big Dak Prescott drafter, for whatever reason, but he was QB three four, and I think. It's crazy because you do QB rankings, and I admit this myself, and I, I got him way too low. 
You know, we, we got to look at fantasy a little different sometimes than NFL football. It rarely, uh, it rarely goes different ways. Usually it goes hand in hand, but with a guy like Dak, people want to rip on him, but he's QB 3-4. You know, people want to rip on the way the Eagles have fallen apart, but Hurts is QB 2. So there's certain situations you got to look at differently. Head coach Mike Tomlin went from walking away from the podium, uh, which on Instagram I said he looked like a baby. I know Ron was feeling the same way about this guy. Uh, and a lot of people got mad at me. Like, oh, it was a dumb question. What was dumb? What was dumb about saying you got a year left on your contract? He just lost a big game. That's your job. You go up to the podium after a big win or after a big loss. I don't care whether you lost or not. You're going to be asked a question. When people came at me in my Instagram, I laughed and said, oh, what a dumb question. He wasn't going to answer stupid questions. Stupid questions like, hey, you got a year left on your contract and there's didn't even get the rest of the question out. A lot of rumors circling about maybe he wants to take time off, whatever. It was a simple, normal question that you're uh, you're going to ask. I would have asked it. I would have asked it. That made me stupid. I would have asked it. I would have said, hey, you got one year left in your contract. He would have walked out. I would have asked a great question. That's a fine question. I don't care if you just lost. This is part of your job. And he, he, he was a baby about it. Head coach Tomlin says he's open to a contract extension. Oh, now you're willing to talk about it. Hey, is now a good time? Now he wants to stay longer, potentially. So, Ron Navy's going to be pissed off about that piece of news. I'm sure he's already irate about it. Uh, there we go. McCarthy, we announced this on the live stream last night. Um, head coach Mike McCarthy staying for another year. Um, Jerry Jones said that he believes everything's in place. This is the team that, that they're so close. They're, they're ready to rumble. This is the greatest news that we could have got yesterday and today to have CeeDee Lamb not have a change to his offense. Mike McCarthy is a big reason why CeeDee Lamb took a big leap forward this year. Whether you want to crap on Mike McCarthy as a coach and a, a finisher and, and being able to take this team deep into the playoffs or not, you can blame it on Dak, you can blame it on McCarthy. Again, we got to look at fantasy football a little bit different than, than NFL football sometimes. It's very rare that the things do not go hand in hand. But Mike McCarthy is fantastic for fantasy football. His offense is a top five offense. And it produced CeeDee Lamb, who was an absolute monster this season. And if anybody thinks McCarthy leaving is good for CeeDee Lamb, I've got a bridge to sell you. Get lambed. Great news. It's great news. Lambed. Mike McCarthy, back in, baby. Just when you thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Great news. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy said, hey, I'm in. Guess who else is in? Dak Prescott. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said Dak Prescott is the answer and the solution going forward. It's ridiculous, honestly. I, I even had a little bit of the, you know, I don't know, joking around on Instagram stories and had my fun with it too. Like, oh, Dak will never win a Super Bowl. Dak, you, you gotta, you gotta think about like, you know, is is should this team change anything? Um, but the bottom line is this: Who are you gonna get that's better? This guy was QB three statistically or QB four depending on your scoring fantasy. Still was great in the MVP talks all year long, and he crapped the bed at the end. But how are you going to find another quarterback that 
will get you where Dak got you, number one. And how do you know he won't crap the bed? And how do you know it's really all Dak's fault? It's a combination of different things. And replacing him would be ridiculous. It really would. And it hurts CeeDee Lamb. It helps no one. So uh, Dak Prescott getting full support as he should. Nobody expected anything different. Christian Watson removed from the injury report, which is good. He, he didn't get a lot of work last week, but he was out there. And this could be a good sign that he's getting closer to maybe getting full usage. Jaden Reed, who's also banged up, is the number one there until Watson rips away that that uh, title. Dobbs and Wicks have been filling in, in in a great way. So this 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 offense has a lot of good pass catchers. And if this guy gets like going, it'll be amazing to see him blow up in the in the in the postseason. It'd be fun. It also make for a confusing ranking next year. That guy has like a hundred yards and a touchdown to leave the postseason. Everyone's gonna be like, wait a minute. Mark Andrews' ankle is questionable for this week, the divisional games. I don't know that he's going to play. This sounds very much like it's next week. But if you're doing underdog fantasy, promo code SMITTY, where they'll double your first deposit up to $100, that link is right here. I dropped it in the live chat this very second. So grab that link right now, click it, do it live. They'll double your first deposit up to $100. Uh, do it live. Let me see if I can pin the link right now in the live chat. I will do so right here, right this very second. Here we go. Let me click it. Pin link. There we go. Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Uh, this is interesting if you're drafting in these mitten drafts for the playoffs and you're trying to predict like what player you can get later. This is a great player to grab. You know, in the middle rounds when he might come back. It might not help you this week, but in a mitten, you're trying to win every round. You're trying to advance to the next round. you got to have so many players playing. And having Super Bowl players, people in the Super Bowl that can help you. If you have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl, even if they don't win, then you can draft a mitten team that has this man, has Likely, has Lamar, and you've got three potential players that can score points for you in the Super Bowl on an underdog fantasy promo code Smitty contest. So uh, check it out. Mark Andrews, um, where do we value him next year? I'd love to hear what what tight end is Mark Andrews for you in twenty twenty four? Like say Andrews tight end eight, Andrews tight end four, Andrews tight end five. I would love to see, and I'll drag him on screen where you guys picture him in twenty twenty four because you've got Kelsey dropping down to the Andrews territory. You've got. Uh, and Joku climbing up to the Kelsey and Andrews territory. It's a big blender right there. It's it's Laporta, it's McBride, and it's a tear break. Hawkinson coming back from an ACL and MCL injury. Where's Andrews go? I wouldn't be shocked if someone said three. You know, like because you could argue against Kelsey. You could argue against Njoku doing it with Deshaun Watson and staying healthy. It, it wouldn't be crazy. I don't know that Andrews will stay healthy either. Some might like Ferguson, number three. Some might like Bowers, like your boy here, around three, four. Uh, but it's hard to trust Andrews for sure. He's got potential, no doubt, but it's hard to trust him. You know, I, I don't blame anybody for having him three or four. I don't blame anybody for having him like seven or eight. Goodell announced that uh, on Thursday that the scouting combine will remain in Indianapolis through 2025. So it's two more years of the NFL scouting combine in Indy. <clears throat> and the final piece of news, Anthony Richardson, who I love next year, who I love for a lot of reasons. Number one, 
the climbing quarterback values right now with even Jordan Love. I mean, we know Stroud's climbed above AR5. Jordan Love could. You know, especially if Jordan Love has another stellar game, even if he loses in in this uh, next playoff matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. If he plays very well, he could climb above guys like AR5 and Burrow. Like, I wouldn't shock me at all if people started thinking like that. That's This is a show, a guy we loved on this show through thick and thin as people jump ship on him. Oh, midseason, he's garbage. I can't believe I love Jordan Love. Now, granted, I love T-Law and Jordan Love almost side-by-side, and T-Law failed. I think T-Law still has the potential, but he's clearly going to be off the radar until he can come in and convince us that it's worth even looking at. So, you you know, you you hit some, you you miss some, but Jordan Love, super flex winner, super flex monster, absolute gem. Uh, my, My how to dominate and win a super flex strategy involved drafting a QB in round one, going back to normal running back, tight end and wide receiver drafting and scooping up Jordan Love as your QB2 and that absolutely smashed. I can't tell you how many people have come in here and said, Smitty, I, I, I smashed my Superflex to pieces because of the Jordan Love strategy. I, and in the in the league that I, uh, the, the Instagram league where I say this is how you dominate a Superflex draft and I show it, I live stream it, won it two years in a row. This strategy is the best strategy in fantasy football. In terms of Superflex. I will recreate it again. It'll have different names. Because Jordan Love won't be in that territory anymore. But my how to dominate a Superflex draft. Will be the same thing. As it was last year. The year before. I can help you crush your Superflex draft. Look for the video coming out. We'll discuss who the next Jordan Love is. But the the only way to do this. In my opinion. And dominate year after year after year. In a Superflex. Is quarterback. Go back to normal drafting for a while until you push the envelope and there's a couple quarterbacks that I'll identify that will be the guys you want to grab and those are the quarterbacks that you're going to snag. Jordan Love was it. He absolutely smashed. And I would say the most percentage of people that have come to me the last like week or two saying, I want a championship. I just wanted to let you know. And I always love when people tell me, hey, Smitty, haven't talked to you in a while. Haven't called into the show. Been busy. Just wanted to let you know. I crushed my league. I appreciate it. I did it using the Jordan Love strategy. Absolute glory. Absolute glory. Uh, AR5. Okay, so on that, I, I sidetracked like crazy. This guy's going to fall. This guy's going to fall. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he was like a a fourth or fifth round pick in one QB. You know, in, in Superflex he won't fall. In Superflex he'll go like in the first round, you know, or very top around two, just depending on on what 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 non QBs climb up the board and all that. But like in a one QB, this guy's gonna fall. This guy is a de facto undeniable league winner in a round four five territory because no one can fit him any higher just like joe burrow will be an absolute monster league winner in round six seven and i love early quarterbacks so i'm not beholden to one strategy over the other i will always tell you there's a thousand ways to win early quarterback love it middle range quarterback Love it. Late round quarterback, Joe Burrow. Late round, six, seven round quarterback. Love it. There's a hundred thousand ways to win. There's no right or wrong. There's no, there's too many good quarterbacks. You shouldn't draft a quarterback early. Wrong. 
Wrong. Wrong. Always wrong. That is the wrong answer. Always will be the wrong answer. I'll continue to preach that it's the wrong answer, and I'll tell you to take a lap. My take a lap button is not working. Always the wrong answer. You should do this. You shouldn't do anything. Number one, there are 100,000 ways to win. Number two, who in the hell are you to tell somebody how to draft when you don't even know if that's their weakness? That style of draft might not be conducive to their skill set. You might be better drafting late quarterback. You might be amazing at landing sleeper wide receivers or running backs, so maybe grabbing a Josh Allen in round two is the wisest move for you. It all depends on what is your skill set, your strength, your weakness, and I'm here to try and make your weaknesses a strength. That's why I have video courses on the Fantasy Football Show articles, trade calculators, bull predictions, and video courses. The video courses on thefantasyfootballshow.com will cater to trying to turn every one of your weaknesses into a strength. When do we decide we're just going to stop learning? This is like school. Would you stop learning in your job? Do you do extended education in your workplace? Of course you do. Do you try and get better at sales or different techniques in your workplace? Of course you do. So why have we become accustomed to just saying, this is how I am. I draft great. I don't manage good. Or I manage good and add drop good, but I don't draft great. And I don't trade well. And that's it. That's who I am. I'm Bob. I am already defined. This is who you get. This is what I am. Why not? Work on your weaknesses and turn them into strengths so you're the most well-rounded player. That's what you can do at TheFantasyFootballShow.com. Not only with all this, but specifically this section that I'll have. By the end of maybe March, I hope to have like 50 video courses up. I hope to eventually have this as a rolling 50 to 100 video courses on there at all times. Um, anyway, this guy's going to be an absolute gem. Look for more on him. I'll absolutely, absolutely be dropping a lot of AR5 content here very shortly Bijan, are we worried in recap not really is it ideal probably not but has bill produced elite running backs in fantasy football yeah he has so what it all comes down to is he needs a quarterback if he has a quarterback i'm not worried if he doesn't have a quarterback or, or appears to be oblivious that he needs one and if they're oblivious about how they're going about it, if it sounds like their candidates are a bunch of Jimmy G garbage, then I'm very concerned. If it sounds like they're going to try and trade for Justin Fields, they're going to try and draft a Michael Penix Jr., or they do, then I'm very encouraged. The problem is before the NFL draft, we have to make a lot of assumptions and dynasty startups and do value, uh, value predictions and all that. So we're going to be batting blind for a little while. So let me just prepare every single one of you. You will be batting blind on Bijan's value until after the NFL draft or until some sort of big trade occurs. Okay, so NFL free agency coming up in March. You'll be batting blind. No one's going to know for sure. But we will get little little news bits and little bites that come out on Bill Belichick's direction. What's he looking at? Oh, we might try and look at Jimmy G. Then I'm going to be in panic mode. Panic mode. Hey, we might bring in Russell Wilson. Better than better than what we were dealing with, I'll tell you that. You know, do I like Russell Wilson? No. Do I think he's a great quarterback? No. Do I think Bijan would survive with Bill Belichick and Russell Wilson? Probably. But we need at least that. We can't be dealing with 
what they have, reader. Sounds like a disease. And we can't be dealing with that. We can't be dealing with Jimmy G. We can't be dealing with garbage. It needs to be a Michael Penix Jr. It needs to be a potential Russell Wilson or higher, preferably Justin Fields. No one thinks Russell Wilson's the best option. I'm just saying that would be like hopefully your worst case scenario. And Russell Wilson with Bijan, with with Drake London, with Kyle Pitts, maybe that's something that Bill can at least produce a high-octane offense with, whether they win playoff games or not. It's just something we need to look at. Uh, appreciate you all. Uh, dial into the show. Decker with a super chat. My main man, Smitty. Thank you, Decker. Appreciate you dropping the super. To the moon. You get a moonshot and a standing O for being the first super, super chat of the evening. Decker, my main man, Decker. Decker, my boy. Appreciate you. Uh, dial into the show. Your boy will be answering questions for just a little bit here. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Answer just a little bit on these topics, uh, specifically these topics, if you guys would, wouldn't mind coming in. With 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 uh, questions and and uh, scenarios related to a lot of what we discussed, so we can keep it kind of on point a little bit tonight. I don't mind going astray and helping you with your fantasy dilemmas, but really would love to hear what a few of you think of Belichick Bijan and the combinations of Belichick and Bijan, because I think you can't answer this question. This is why I say you're batting blind for a little while. Because if, if Bill Belichick is the decision, and I've been live, and I don't know if there's been any you know major breaking news while I've been live because I've been ranting. Um, if this is what happens, Bill Belichick to the Atlanta Falcons, we we are batting blind. The only you can't just answer blanket, you know, no or yes, you like it or you don't. You almost have to just like what scenario do you like, what scenario do you don't like? Because like I said, Bill Belichick with no quarterback is concerning. Bill Belichick with a, a Justin Fields or somebody else or uh, a Michael Penix Jr. or they trade up in the draft. They're very aggressive and they, they go after a, a, a Drake May or whatever. That is exciting. I think that could be okay. It also depends on the coordinator he brings in. So there's a lot of different moving parts to it. I think it's hard to say one way or the other. I do know that running backs have survived under Bill Belichick and done very well. So we can't ignore that just because of what we saw. What have you done for me lately with, with Ramondre Stevenson? He has had excellent producing fantasy football running backs in the past. He just hasn't had quarterback play, so the whole offense has crumbled. And he hasn't recognized what a good quarterback is. Part of me thinks the, the, the best solution is that we hear he's the coach, but he's not going to be making all the decisions. like that. And he might be okay with that. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, yo. Yeah, well, we do know that if Belichick does go to Atlanta, that you got to take uh, probably two to three years off Bijan's career. Why do you say that? Because he goes through, he, he only stays with a running back for a year or two, and then he moves on to the next thing. He, it's, it's his way of doing things. He always does it. doesn't matter if the running back has had great success or not. He always moves on from the running back. He only gives them a year or two, and then next guy up. 
that's the way it is. Is there a possibility that happens here? I suppose you know, but I think this Over is a. I, I think this is a very unique and uniquely different situation, though, because Bijan's yeah, by far and away the best running back he's ever had the pleasure of coaching. And I, I think you can't. I think you can't. Like I said, I don't think you can blanketly cover everything based on the history, and not to mention he's had very successful Ramondre Stevenson seasons. It's not like we can just say running backs suffer, running backs never produce. They always rotate. They've had like, they've had like, uh, uh, you know, rotational guys come in and out of New England, and those are much smaller names. You know, I don't think we can use like a. Uh, what's his name? White. Um, we can't. We can't just say like, oh, what's his first name? White running back. James White or what's his name? What's the guy's name? I know he talked about, but he had a lot more. What's his first name? He had several top-notch running backs that he drafted. He, the not year Bijan, they had a though. great year, but the yeah, but not not Bijan. But it's you can't. I mean, but Bijan's different. Bijan's a completely different monster. I just I don't think you can ever. You, you can't just say it's going to happen. I think it's it, there. Is there a little bit of a threat for it? Sure, but I mean, I, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't start drawing conclusions based on history, and that you know to think that How he can't. For an old dog to change. How easy is it for an old dog to change? Yeah, but again, well, I mean, Ron, he's never had Bijan Robinson. He's never had Bijan Robinson. He doesn't care. He doesn't care White. about Bijan okay. Robinson. He doesn't okay. really care about running backs. He doesn't. That's just the way he is. He goes through them like he changes underwear. Okay, day. I got okay, you. I'm done. I got you. I got you. Uh, let me let me see. Is. Let me see what Perps thinks. Perps, go ahead. You're live. Yeah, I guess I disagree with Ron. Um, I think it opens the door. I mean, I don't think Bill's had a running back like Bijan that can catch the ball and um, is as good as Bijan. I mean. Stevenson's not bad, but Bijan's better. Yeah, I just think, like, I understand what Ron's saying, and like I said, I'm open-minded to that there's the threat of that Bill has lost his mind. And he goes in there, and, and we're like, again? Like, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I don't, I don't think... I don't think he's going to not see the difference here. And like I said, not to mention, it's not like he rotates them yearly. Like, you know, running backs have a short shelf life anyway. You know, to, to imagine him giving Bijan three or four straight years, like, I, I, it's not hard to imagine. But, but you know, we'll see what happens if, if he starts get, you know, getting injured or something like that down the stretch in, you know, two, three years from now, if, if Bill's even coaching then. But I'm not, I'm not worried. The only thing I'm worried about, the only thing I'm worried about, the only thing is quarterback. I'm really not worried about, whether Bijan will be used. We just saw Bijan be running back nine in the worst usage we could possibly imagine or cook up for a team that ran the ball more than any team in the National Football League the year prior. They ran the ball 560-something times. Bijan only needed like 250, 270 of those carries. He needed about half of that 560-plus rushing attempts, and they screwed it up, and he still finished as running back nine so I don't. I think Bill loves. I think he love. He loves running backs. He loves running the ball. He loves defensive running the ball. And the, the only concern I have is: is there a quarterback there that can move the chains and get this team near the end zone? Because Bijan needs touchdowns in order to be a top five running back. 
he needs to be near the goal line. So I think that that's what it comes down to me. I, I don't worry so much about this other than from the fact that Bill miss, rep, miss, uh, miss was misguided the entire time over the last two years at his quarterback position. Like, he didn't know what was what. He didn't know what was up and what was down. He didn't know who was good and who was bad. He, he didn't realize that his best quarterback was Malik Cunningham, who they continued to cut and bring back and cut and bring back but never use him. There was there was kind of like a, near the end of the season some some rumblings about how he was getting reps with the ones and he might rise up and then they cut him and then they brought him back on the practice squad. That, that's my concern. I think they run the hell out of Bijan if they have a quarterback. I'm worried about a quarterback. Um, Corey Dillon was his best running back, says Victor. Uh, yeah, I mean he had a he had a he had a slew of like scat backs. He had James White. He had Burkhead. He had these aren't Bijan Robinsons, you know. Like I get Ron's concern. Ron, I share the concern on a certain level, like percentage wise. I'm like in my back of my mind, I'm like, could he screw this up because he's senile and he's not the, he's not the, of the right mind. But like I, I don't well, we- I, I don't think he could screw this up unless he the offense can't move the football down the field, which is possible. We just saw him think Mac Jones was the answer. For goodness sake. So that's my concern. Sonny Michelle. It's not Bijan. It's not Bijan, though. It's not even close to Bijan. Ridley. Yeah, Cordell Patterson. Ron, you're, 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 you're proving my point. Ron, those are nothing burgers. Those are nobodies compared to Bijan. Nobodies. All right. Nobodies. I know, but again, my we're we're like going in circles. My argument, which clearly I think you disagree with, is that Bijan, none of those running backs hold a candle to Bijan. Not even close. So I I don't think Bill's going to overlook that. I I, I think that that they're going to run the ball enough that it's not going to be a concern if they can get good blocking get near the get into red zone situations and that's what I'm concerned about I don't want a guy that has 100 total yards and never scores a touchdown but I I think Bill's proven like Stevenson is I I think people are using Stevenson as too much of a case study of bad when there was so much good with Stevenson in New England that last handful of years like I think that there's there's more good to pull from Stevenson's time with Bill than bad you know, because like in some respects, did Bill really totally misuse Stevenson, or was the offense just so bad that they couldn't even get him going? You know, there, there's there's that. I know. So that, that's what I'm saying. So like, I think we're misjudging Bill's ability to get a lot out of his running back. I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, let me go over to uh, hang tight, Ron. Just sit right there. I'll swing back to you. Let's go over to um, Deckard. Deckard, you're live. Yo, what's up, Sweeney? What's up? What do you um, think? Of, what do you think about Bijan, bro? What do you think? What what scenario? 
Well, first of all, in general, how do you feel about the idea of Bill Belichick being the leading candidate to land in, in Atlanta? And what are your concerns and what are your excitements about it? Um, excitement to be it's better than what they have for sure. So, yeah. I mean, um, either way it goes, it's going to be a little step up. My concerns is so, what if it does start going bad? Like, how many games before he melts down and everything just starts, like, you know, being one of those Patriots seasons we've seen for the last few years? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's part of the quarterback. Like, if he thinks Ritter's the answer, if, like, this is in house, we got a good quarterback room, then we need to all start being like, okay. Let's regroup real quick, and then we'll huddle up. <laughs> we'll be like, all right, guys, <laughs> here's the problem. We need his ADP to now be in mid-second in order to be back in. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of conversation we're going to have to have. Again, like I said, we're batting blind right now because Bill doesn't yeah. necessarily oh. equal bad. Bill with no quarterback equals bad, and we got to predict. We're batting blind right now. We have no idea. If Bill's got... Even Russell Wilson, who I know nobody probably wants. It's not the answer, right? But it's not not the answer either. Like, Russell Wilson is a dime dropper. Like, you can rip on him all you want. He knows how to throw a great football. But I don't know that he's, like, your Super Bowl leading. Like, he's not taking a team to a Super Bowl. But how do you feel about Russell Wilson under, what does that look like with his contract? Like, uh, doesn't wouldn't that be some kind of big cash hit for them? Or the the Broncos might cut him, bro. They're they're moving on. They're gonna try and okay. trade him. They're gonna try and trade him. But guess what? No one wants that contract, and they've got to move on. They've already announced they're going a different direction. You know, like there's been little backtracks on it. Like, oh, maybe they will keep them for another year. They're worried that now they can't trade them because they've let the cat out of the bag. Is there a possibility they hang on to them because of the dead cap money and all that? Yeah. But, you know, it's possible that, that the Falcons potentially trade for them if some of that cap is, is you know, like it depends on the dead cap and who eats how much of it and all that. There might be some negotiation there, but... Yeah, his contract isn't great, but if he's cut and released, it will be fantastic because it'll be, you know, start overtime. And they can offer him something that, that makes sense. But, I mean, what, what's yeah, your... what? Do, value, like, be worth a lot more without all that baggage. Yeah, so like Russell Wilson, that may, that may that's definitely an upgrade over Ritter, though, like by a mile. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'd feel as a fan, but I don't really care. I care about, okay, can this, yeah. can this team I'm move the ball? You know, like Russell Wilson might be kind of intriguing in Atlanta in a way. Like in a way, I'd be a little bit intrigued. I don't know that I, I don't know that my expectation would be high. I just think I'd be like, well, kind of wonder how this is going to work out because maybe he's the right quarterback for Bill. You know, I don't know. It's definitely an option. You know, uh, uh, Michael Penix Jr. will be an option, especially I think this late in the draft. I don't think he's either going to fall past this 16 pick and then you're in a territory of like free fall because almost every team here doesn't need a QB unless you're the Miami Dolphins who appear to be committed to Tua according to a new news report but that's you don't really know they can still draft Penix Jr. and say they're committed to but I think Penix Jr. would fall free fall through this 17 through 32 Um, you know unless you know the Steelers 
took took a look at him, Ron. I don't know if you if you I know you believe that Pickett's the answer, but I don't know if the team does. But I that came out saying with Pickett. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you think Billmore have to do? He'd have to take a rookie or go after you know like more of a veteran guy. See, I, I thought Bill would be really interested in Washington because then it would take some of the, like, you're getting leftover quarterbacks. Like, he, he got leftovers. He got the choice of Mac Jones. You know, he kind of had to roll with what he had. And I think that, you know, I thought I thought that he'd be really interested and intrigued in that number two overall draft slot. But apparently he likes that eight. But I, I don't know. Uh, I think that, I think Russell Wilson will be on his mind. I think any competent coach would consider that he would rather have a Russell Wilson than maybe take a chance on somebody I, he doesn't 100% know yeah I think because he's older you I, don't know how long he's going to take but but I think like if he could get his hands on a Drake May a Caleb Williams or uh, even a Bo Nix or something like that I, I think I could see him being as intrigued because I mean Russell Wilson comes with some negatives and, and some risks so it's not like he's a lock but I don't know. I think equally, maybe it just depends on like the cost of Russell Wilson, the contract, and what quarterback falls. If it's his court, let's say Bo Nix is his second quarterback on the board, and he's sitting here at eight, then I could see him being head over heels over it. But I love Bo Nix in, in Atlanta. I love Bo Nix in a lot of places. Bo Nix is one of my favorite QBs in this draft class. What, Ron? Cousins makes more sense for Belichick than any other quarterback out there. He's Cousins, a Cousins. Gonna trust I thought Cousins wasn't going anywhere, Ron. He's free agent, right? So I, I know, but I, that's what that's what I've argued though. That you said he's not leaving. Um, I don't want him to leave, but I mean, hey, money talks. Right? Hey, I mean, look, it's Belichick quarterback, so I mean, he'd rather have a veteran than. Have God knows rookie to have to deal with. He wants to win now. I wouldn't mind Cousins in Atlanta. I wouldn't mind Cousins in Atlanta. No. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind Russell Wilson in Atlanta, but I'd much rather have Cousins in Atlanta. I would. I would probably yeah. like Cousins in Atlanta over any of the rookies, just because I don't care about. I'm not saying I don't love London. I'm not saying I don't love Pitts, but I'm more worried about Bijan. And so I don't want to wait on the development of a rookie. I don't want to take the chance that Bonix doesn't work out. I want to take. I'd rather just take take a, an option like I'd almost say Russell Wilson's better than going random rookie, even though even though I'm high on Knicks or Penix Jr. Just because you know Russell Wilson will deliver. It's just a matter of will they win. I'm not. Wor- I'm not. I'm not so worried about that. I'm worried about it to a degree because I don't. I want continuity. I don't want this. I don't want turnover in the offense from year to year. I want Bijan to play in a great system that can continue to get better and build upon itself every year. But I think Russell Wilson, or specifically Cousins even better, will be pretty pretty solid. Fields would be great. I don't know if Fields is the quarterback that that Belichick would want, but he has had a running quarterback. Everyone says he doesn't have running quarterbacks. Cam Newton. You know, like we don't know what Bill really wants, to be honest. He's only had Tom Bra- he's only had Tom Brady pretty much his own, you know, his whole career. So it's like hard to know when when people say Bill's not that kind of quarterback kind of guy. Like I don't think anybody really knows. He hasn't landed a quarterback that he's he's had or liked or had success with since Tom Brady. So we don't know what Bill's type is. Bill might Bill might like all shapes and sizes. 
Bill might like the Chargers better than Atlanta. He's already got Herbert there to establish quarterback. He's already got defensive players there that he can run his schemes with. And so he might like the Chargers better than Atlanta. The question is, do the Chargers like Harbaugh more than Bill? Because I think they probably will, but you, you never know. But I think... Uh, Six times Super Bowl coach? Come on, what do you mean? Come on, we rip on Bill. Bill we put rip on Bill Belichick all the time. He's not. We don't know. One time. A lot of us don't. I would have loved. A lot of us don't think Bill has it anymore. Who, hey, can, can, hey, can whoever's got that car sound going on there with your seatbelt off? Can you mute yourself, please? I don't know who is that, but Harbaugh of the on the Steelers. Wouldn't that be great to have the. Uh, Jim Harbaugh and the Harbaugh brothers battle each other twice a year in the yeah. AFC North. Your your That'd boy awesome. your boy Tomlin's gonna get an extension. <laughs> oh, I know he is, and now we're we're set for next year. It's gonna be it's gonna be the same regurgitated season of disappointment it's with everybody with their with their with their, their uh, um, uh, Coke bottle, fog glasses, blinders on, Tomlin blinders, putting them on a pedestal. <laughs> but, but, but Ron. In fairness, in fairness, in fairness, do you have picket blinders on though? I think you got each other. If you put those two up against each other, in 15 years that Cower coached, 15 years that Tomlin coached, Cower had more wins and less losses. Cower had more division titles. Cower had a winning, a winning playoff record. And Tomlin has a losing play. Cowboys not in this conversation, though, Ron. But but second of all, no. But I'm, as long as we have Tomlin, we're not going nowhere. It's okay. going to be a mediocre exit but, but I, playoffs I, if you make playoffs. But I early. believe you have picket gla- goggles on too, though. Like it goes both ways. Like they're, I, no, they're both with picket. They came out today and they said that we're going to give Mike Tomlin said we're giving picket another chance. We're I know in. we're going to hire. I know this from outside, not from within. We're going to hire one from outside and give Pickett another chance to see if he can beat lead this team. Ron, I know. I know. I know, Ron. I know. I'm saying you have Kenny Pickett goggles on. You're talking about people having Tomlin goggles on. You got big goggles on, too, because you think Pickett's the answer. He's not. That's part of the reason things aren't going well. That's potential. That hasn't been unlocked because he he was – he was shoved in first. The first his first year, he didn't play a full year, did he? No. Um, Trubisky started right half the season, and then the second year he brings in Matt Canada that runs high school high school uh, playbook, and he doesn't have a chance there either, does he? So, and listen, listen. I mean, be reality, right? There, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that 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 haven't bloomed until their third year. Allen is one of those quarterbacks. There's several quarterbacks out there that haven't had a good year until their third year in. So, give them a good offensive coordinator. Give them a, uh, somebody like Arians that can develop uh, 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 quarterbacks because Tomlin sure can't develop quarterbacks. I don't I don't think you got a quarterback, Ron. Alright, hold on hold on a second, Ron. Let me go let me go around the, the, the horn here. Uh, Cub, we're gonna go to the Cub. Then we'll go. Uh, Deckard, you already talked, right? Or no? Yeah. It is. All right, hang tight, hang tight. I'll come back to you. Uh, let's go to the Cub. Then I'll go to Cody. Then I'll go to the Bolt. Go ahead, Cub. 
Okay, so Pickett, his hands are too small. Okay. He can't he can't throw. He can't throw. <laughs> so that Pickett, like I they they said, I think I got an update saying that they're bringing in quarterback competition to push him. So he's obviously not the guy. On a Raiders aspect, uh, I think the fifth, the Adams trade is a 50-50. Like, um, uh, like there's kind of word going around, like why is the AP hired yet? And uh, Champ Kelly's sitting in on coach interviews, and so he's pretty much in the GM. But supposedly the word is Tom Brady's holding back uh, AP hire because he's uh, he's a Mike Vrabel guy, and he's kind of in Mark Davis' ear because Tom Brady. I don't know. Just what's the kind of the word around with the, the Raider Nation? Sounds like you're. It sounds like you're Tom telling me a whole bunch of nothing so far, Cub. Come on, hit me with something. Hey, but, no, no, but that, that's the, I, I think the Adam trade is like a 50-50. I would okay. my, my heart says that Adam stays, but my mind, I don't know. It, it could happen if AP's not the head coach. Yeah, I mean, I again, again, this right here has got a whole bunch of buzz around it. doesn't mean anything solid or whatever, but it's just ironic that the number 17 has opened up because Garrett Wilson's going back to his old number. But that was announced back in April that that was going to happen anyway. But the number seven, the number, hold on, hold on, Cub, hold on. Number 17's open up. Aaron Rodgers has had big grins on his face when asked about Devontae Adams heading to the Jets. Is that a possibility? Um, There's very, very, very much the vibe that Aaron Rodgers gets requests. He gets to kind of have what he wants kind of occur or at least pursued. And Adams very, very much has, has left tons of little little uh, statements and comments and, and little breadcrumbs everywhere all the time when he's asked about playing with Aaron Rodgers, how would it feel to go back? He misses Aaron Rodgers. You know, he loves Aaron Rodgers. They're hang, you know, they hang out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of reasons why that you would think that this, this reunion wants to occur. Like it's, they're trying to will it to occur. Well, it ha- well it happened. Will the Raiders even be in- interested in it? I don't know. It depends how much they think they can win now. But if I'm if I'm Pierce and I and I'm head coaching this thing and I get a fresh contract, I know I've got some time. It's not a one year and and done thing. And I think that at 31 years old, he turns 32 during the season, and 30 years old is the drop off age for wide receivers. Look at Diggs. Look at Cooper Cup. Even look at Devontae Adams, who played at 30 and turned 31 during the season. None, none of them were consistent. None of them were on the field, you know, the whole time. It, it, this is the way it is. And and so if you're Pierce, you have to be looking to move them. It's a big contract that not many teams would be willing to take on. Like, it's a big contract. And the Jets would be willing to pay because not only this man wants it, but Robert Salah's got really one opportunity, I think, at this point. Because he really, regardless of his circumstances last year, unfair, but they are what they are. It's a what have you done for me lately league. So I think Adams, there is a definitely a, a, at least a 40, I think I said 35 to 40% chance of something like this happening. I, re, I really believe that. So you're not you're not off base with, with what my prediction is. Okay, go ahead. What else you got real quickly, Cub? So, so I said 50-50 because I don't, honestly, I think AP is going to be head coach, but I, I kind of don't know, honestly, because if he is the head coach, I don't know why he isn't hired yet. Okay, then another thing about uh, Bijan. I think uh, I think everything's pro for him. Um, I think he's on the up. Uh, I think Bill Belichick is more of a defensive minded, and I think he's smart enough because I think the offense is running through more. So uh, let, let me translate that. what Cub's saying because Cub, you're not complete your sentences. You're kind of going all over the place. I think what Cub's trying to say is that they're going to run the damn ball. 
if if Bill Belichick wants to to rule through defense and run, this is good for Bijan. Did I, did I translate? Yeah. Okay. The new 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 quarterback and the new system, everything they're going to start it from like fundamental football, which is just run the run the ball. There you go. And I feel like. And then I feel like also, too, a reason why Arthur Smith lost his job was because those people didn't produce that they spent a lot of the draft capital on. So I think the main thing of the next head coach, and they're going to emphasize on anybody they hire, is to get these players to produce. And that's going to be the main qualifier of who they hire. Okay. Thank you, Cub. uh, All right, right. Cub, Cub, 10 seconds. Go. Finish your thought. Oh, my thought. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm really scared about the Adams. That, that hits home right now. I I could see it going either way, whether he stays or where he stays. I think it just comes down to the head coach. And then another thing that's pretty thing to watch on is where Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury goes because he's a top candidate for the Bears Chris right Kringleberry. Now. Chris Kringleberry. Is no, that what you said? No, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. Sorry. Sound like you uh, said Kringleberry. Dingleberry? That's a good I, uh, but I feel like that's a good person to watch this offseason to see where he goes because he was uh, a Caleb Williams guy. And where I feel like wherever he goes, he's going to have a very good voice on who's going to be the starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Chicago's looking at him, yeah. and, uh, you know, you can you can say Kingsbury's an awful coach all you want, but his offenses are, his air raid system is very, very attack, attack, attack. Yeah. So He coached, he coached USC with Caleb Williams, so yeah, it's yeah. just like I feel like – yeah, yeah. He really, he, he really, he's selling himself right now to Chicago, saying, "Look, I can coach this kid. Yeah, I can do it. I promise yeah. you, this is and what it, I could do." His resume, his 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 his, his whole uh, uh, presentation, his PowerPoint was about Caleb Williams. All right, hey Cub, hold on yeah. one second, bro. Hold on, hang hang tight. Cub, you Cub, 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 you, Cub, you had enough time. You, you well, uh, call back in a little bit, Cub. We'll get you back in the cycle. He would not stop. All right, uh, let's go over to, uh, it was Cody, then DeBolt, then Corey. Call back in a minute, Cub. I had to cut you off because you, you wouldn't slow down. Cody, go go ahead, you're live. You know what's up, Smitty? What's up? Uh, so, first off, let me ask you. The floor for Bijan has to be decent because even under the mismanagement of Arthur Smith, I think you said he finished nine on the season? Yeah, he finishes running back nine despite having the worst circumstance I don't think we could have painted a worse situation for him. I really don't, you know, exactly. unless he didn't unless he didn't play at all. Like he was he was running back 9. Uh and just to put that in perspective, um he was better than 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 Gibbs. You know, and, and better than Gibbs and Algier was seeing the field way too know, much. In, in in a sense it's like you got to you got to be kind of in awe of that. Like wow, you know, running back 9 and it felt like he was a backup running back the whole year. Uh, so yeah, so I let's believe. Let's keep the, that in mind. Yeah. Right. So, so, I, so I, I, as I, a Pats fan, let me preface that. But yeah. Go ahead. And I'm pretty sure Belichick, when he, when we hear the news that he's going to Atlanta first, I think he sees that Atlanta is the best team aside from the quarterback because the quarterback stinks there. I think he can, if he can get someone in who can do his mantra of "do your job," I think everyone can succeed there because that's the, the problem. The is there aside from the quarterback. That's the concern, though. The only concern I have, and and it could be it could be a concern that gets alleviated right away, is does he does he know who that I can do my job quarterback is or not? Because he doesn't appear to based on last year. So I'm concerned. I hope he has the right decision makers in place that he will trust, 
and he'll bring in an OC and and he won't make all the decisions. Maybe we hear that he's not going to have full control of everything and that would be good. Maybe he doesn't want it. Maybe at his older age he's like, "Look, I just want to I want to have a lot of say, but I don't necessarily, you know, feel like maybe maybe I need to bring in the right minds to get this thing done." Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having advisors. There's a reason why the heads of big CEOs have like a a legal team and advisory board because like sometimes your best advice and decisions and this is case in point with Adam Peters in 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 San Francisco everybody wants to give uh Kyle Shanahan all the props for everything that's happened in, in San Francisco when I would say over 50% of the reason the Niners are where they're at right now is this man Adam Peters right here who's now who was the assistant GM in San Francisco for many years they didn't vault him up like they should have and they lost him and now Adam Peters is in Washington about to turn this whole franchise around in two or three years. This is the new Houston Texans. This is the, the mm-hmm. Houston Texans in about two years from now because of this man right here. And the Niners let him slip away. And and, and if, if you think about it, he made a lot of decisions and everybody just kind of acted like he didn't. It's all Kyle Shanahan. This guy made a ton of decisions. He found Kittle. There's a lot of players that you got to attribute to this man, Adam Peters. So it's okay. If Bijan Robinson or, or sorry, Bill Belichick doesn't make all the decisions, but is a great coach and gets it all done and and buttoned up on the field, that's what he needs to focus on. I, you know, and I think that maybe he's a better coach than we know. We assume that he's washed, but that's because he's not doing the personnel things properly anymore. So if we can take some of that away, and maybe they don't, maybe they give him full control. But if they take some of that yeah, away, the maybe the great things shine out of mm-hmm. Milligan. You know what I mean? Maybe he shines through. Yeah, because he's been wearing both the hats. A lot of people have been talking about his past decisions with running backs. He's been wearing the GM hat and the coaching hat. So if a guy fumbles the ball, guess what? He's getting sat or he's getting cut the next year or we're bringing in somebody else. I think he sees that Bijan is the most talented player he's had at the running back position. Yeah. If he goes to Atlanta. Yeah. And so there's the sky's the limit. No matter who the quarterback is, Bijan's going to get the checkdowns. Yep. He's going to get the ball. He's going to score. So I think no matter what, the floor is going to be decent and the sky's the limit with yeah. Bijan. So I that's think my take on I it. think Bijan has 15 touchdowns next year, no matter what. But, but again, we're batting blind mm-hmm. a little bit right now because we don't know who's quarterbacking, and that can make a big difference. So. Thank you, pal. Uh, appreciate you, Co- Cody. Calling another time, pal. Yep. Later. Let me go Before over to uh, the Bolt. You're live. What's going on, Smitty? What's up, pal? So um, I gotta agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I understand what Ron's saying about look how Arthur Smith uh, used Bijan, but uh, Arthur Smith used Bijan as a backup quarterback, backup running back. He used Algier as a starting quarterback running back. So kind of, kind of, you got to kind of take that whole take out of the window. Um, Bill Belichick will use Bijan as he uh, as he sees fit. I don't see a problem with it. Now, I know it's a little odd, but I like Bill Belichick going to uh, Atlanta because um, Bill Belichick likes to throw to tight ends. And uh, if he has any say-so in that offense, this is going to be a sill, which is why I took him as tight end four this year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a kind of a can be a very good discussion. But uh, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. But I, I, no worries on Bijan. I think it's only going to get better. I, I think we got to also keep in mind, like as much as I am worried about the quarterback position, think about what New England's had the last handful of years. 
it's been Stevenson, and he's been amazing. You know, like so we got to we got to acknowledge it, that running backs can't survive under Bill, but they haven't had much of anything. You know, like to get handed Kyle Pitts, to get handed Drake London, to get handed Bijan, defense is you know capable. That this is a there's a lot here that he did not have in New England. And so, you know, I wonder how many great coaches you could have shoved in New England. Maybe if they knew how to get the right quarterback, it would have changed quicker. And, you know, maybe they wouldn't be out right now like Bill is. But I don't know that a lot of people would have succeeded with that level of talent. The problem is Bill didn't bring in the right talent. Um, I'll be very intrigued, too, uh, how my opinion changes of um, this New England situation. Because with Bill there... I dreaded the idea of JD five going to New England at number three overall. Now that Bill's out of there, I'm I'm almost not as a, you know a, a, appalled by the the thought of of uh, of this landing spot for JD five because JD five could potentially thrive there if they start building around him. Um, I think there are better spots. I'd rather have JD five go to Washington. I want JD five to go to Washington because of all the things I just said about. Adam Peters, new GM in Washington, and I think that he knows talent, and I think he's going to be targeting JD5. So that's my ideal landing spot, but I think that New England now becomes a potential place that's going to rebuild differently. So Bill's a problem and not a problem at the same time. I think you give him a lot of talent, I think he'll be fine. If you make him have to build the team himself, he's going to do a pretty crappy job. We've seen that. So we just got to hope the right quarterback gets in there. Even if it's a Russell Wilson, it's better than, way better than what it what it's been. Way better. Uh, well, thank you, Scott, for the thank- super chat here, pal. Appreciate you. The take a lap button is working. I'll hit it for you. So, Scott, take a lap. $10 hauler. Appreciate you. It didn't work when I first pushed it, but yeah. The uh, ball. Um, one one final thing. I'm going to swing back around to Corey and then Lando. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. The uh, ball. Hang tight. Corey, go ahead. You're live. Bad. I thought you were telling me that you were going to. To them already. Okay. No. Um. R- real, real quick. Uh. I wouldn't be surprised if they take Drake May. Who's talking? Who's talking right now? Who's talking right now? Take this is the ball. Hell, sorry. <laughs> My bad, man. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let go me ahead. go. Let me go to Debalt real quick. Final thoughts, Debalt, and then I'm going to go to Corey. Then I'm going to go to Lando. So Debalt, go ahead. Yeah. Now I was just saying I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick goes after Drake May. That's the kind of quarterback he likes. Yeah. Definitely, he'd have to trade up. Because he's not getting them at eight, yeah. probably, but that's definitely in the cards. All right, thank you, DeBolt. Hey, I'm going to clear the phone line. Uh, pre- appreciate you, broke. Uh, see you on the Dynasty channel tonight. Uh, let's go to Corey. Corey, real quickly, I got to kind of wrap up here. Um, you're yep. you've got thirty, but I'll give you more time if it's an interesting topic. Go ahead. I got three points. One, ticket sucks, and so does Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, Devontae. It makes sense for him to be moved because that the was Raiders smart not comment. Good, Corey. Good hey, Ron, just like in a political <laughs> debate, you'll get a rebuttal since you were mentioned. So hold on a second. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. Finish oh, your... As far as being interrupted, because he only said that to rile me up. Goodbye. Go ahead, I am Corey. I'm worried with uh, Belichick because, uh, yeah, he never had B. John, but he never had Algier either as a backup. So um, I'm <laughs> a little worried there. But uh, yeah, Algier scared Algier scaring the hell out of me. All right, uh, thank you. Appreciate you, Corey. 
Uh, before you go, Corey, Ron, would you like to say anything? Keep it as civil as possible. I know he 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 took a low blow to you, but go ahead, Ron. He did mention you by name, so you go ahead. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. No, he 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 did it. He did it. So I wanted to interrupt him. I did it on purpose. So okay. Move on. <laughs> Corey, thank you, Corey. Call in later. I'll be live on the dice. You what? You what? I'll talk a little slower for you next time. All right, later, Corey. Call in later. Uh, let's go over to Lando. Lando, you got 30. Hey, uh, what's going on, Smitty? It's Lando out of Boston. Uh, quick so. question. Uh, with the third pick, uh, what do you think the Pats should do? Uh, a lot of us are thinking MGH, but um, uh, MJH, but you think MJH alignment in the free agent quarterback? MHJ, Marvin Harrison. Yes, I'm sorry, Marvin Harrison, yes. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I don't. Why would you take Marvin Harrison? You have no quarterback. Who are you going to throw? Who's going to throw to him? You going to kick the ball to him? You know what I mean? Like, are, are you going to trade for, you know, fields? Like, why? Wh- wh- I mean, I would not take Marvin Harrison. Jr. If you take Marvin Harrison Jr. in New England, I, I'm going to run my head through this wall. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that because you're a Pats fan. But like, who's going to throw the ball to him? Do, do you believe Mac Jones is good? So, Lando, you could feel differently than me. You don't have to. I'm not mad at you. I'm just curious. No, I wouldn't consider a Matt Jones at this point. At this point, and neither any of the quarterbacks. But free agent, a free agent list could come to play. So, we were thinking perhaps a free agent quarterback that just comes in, slides in for a year, and we just see how it goes. But at the same time, we develop our O line, which we really need to do. And we'll have a, a top tier uh, receiver. What pick do you guys have in the second round? I don't have the second round up on my board here. I'll bring it up real quick. You know what would be interesting? Let's just say you took Marvin Harrison Jr. and Penix Jr. fell to the second round, and you had the number three pick in the in the in the second round. I don't know if you guys have that. That would be a move. Yeah. That would be a move. Or they bring in Cousins <laughs> to go with Marvin Harrison. Or. Ron, who is anti cousins, goes anywhere. Is now this his biggest proponent of going to all these new locations. Ron, I know he's a free agent. I'm, I I remember specifically on other live streams you trying to roast me to pieces because I was like, cousins may not come back, Ron. And you're like, there's no way cousins isn't not coming back. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm not mad at you, Ron. I'm just enjoying the fact that Ron Navy's open minded. Yeah, I'm uh, just saying that if you take Marvin Harrison, you need a, a veteran quarterback like Kirk Cousins. Makes sense. I can't absolutely. control where Cousins. Goes. Yeah, I, I know where I'd like him to stay, but I, he's going to go where they offer him the money. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 There's plenty of cap space with New England. I can consider uh, Cousins on a like a. An extension deal, franchise. I don't know, one year, two deal. Pro- problem. Problem is though, boys is is uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a nice piece to to lure somebody in, but there's not enough, I think, here for him to be like that's where I'm going. You know, he's going to go to a contender, which I'm not saying the Patriots couldn't build around that, but. I think Cousins is going to a contender or he's staying in Minnesota where he thinks he's a contender in Minnesota. But let, let me just give you the, the the picture I would paint that I would love Marvin Harrison Jr. in New England is if you got Penix Jr. in the second round. But if you're if you're dancing around all these bad quarterbacks, like you don't even land a Russell Wilson, 
this is a horrible landing spot for Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, who you should take with this pick would probably be either JD5, uh, Drake May, or Bo Nix. That, that, I think that's the only answer. I, I think if I was in this situation and I couldn't trade for, for Fields, like would I trade for Fields and get, without using this three pick, and get Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, that's your ideal scenario. That's number one. Right. That's number one. But if you can't get Fields, and then you got to draft a quarterback, I think, bro. So that, what are be... the odds? What are the chances then? Then the Bears look into Caleb because I'm hearing Washington's really hot on Caleb. He has like Caleb? DC connection ties. Caleb, yeah, sorry, Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> uh, Caleb Williams, <laughs> that guy, that guy, <laughs> <laughs> Caleb. I don't know. The Caleb is uh, look. Chicago's taking him. I think. You know, not not only that. Like you just heard the other caller call. Uh, they're interviewing OCs that want Caleb bad, and so you're you're it's kind of all lining up. But I think they're taking Caleb Williams, Caleb. But you never know, bro. You never know. Guys climb up really quickly. Um, let's say they took JD five, but why would they do that when they're getting rid of a mobile quarterback? I think they want to go. Not that Caleb's not mobile, but they want to go. I think in the direction of a different quarterback. Jimmy G could be cut, says uh, uh, Loco. <laughs> Bro, if Jimmy G start a starting quarterback on any one of these teams walking into 2024, you might as well just seal zero wins on your team. I hope that's a I hope that's a, a cautionary tale there. Jimmy Garoppolo, if Jimmy Garoppolo is in New England, or, or, I'm sorry, not New England, in Atlanta, quarterbacking for Bill yeah. Belichick, we might as well all pack it in. We might as well just <laughs> just pack it in. It's done. It's over. Jimmy Garoppolo. Worst quarterback yeah. in the National Football League. Not All right, hey, I gotta go. I gotta go, Lando. Appreciate you. Um, hopefully your team does makes the right calls. There's a couple moves I would make, bro. Fields, and then draft Mar draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, and the other option would be, like I said, Penix Jr. falls, or you draft a quarterback. You go straight at the problem, bro, and you build around it. All right, appreciate you, Lando. Uh, Lando, absolutely. Take care. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to Frankie Knuckles. You got 30 seconds, Frankie. Cause I gotta get out of here. All right. Um, he might not be available, or he's not available. But I'd like to see an enemy go to the Steelers. That, Ron, that'd be interesting. Ron, you were mentioned by name, and, by proxy. The and, enemy. Uh, I, I think Ferguson. Ferguson is definitely a top five tight end for me. And and uh, one more thing, Smitty. I, we got to get St. Brown on the Mars man. The, the, the guy was a playoff king. Yeah. He, he crushed it in three yeah, leagues. I mean, he, I mean, he's been a moon man graduate every single year. Like, I, I highly doubt he's not on one of the lists. But, I mean, right now I'm trying to get a jump on some of the players that people don't expect to be there. Like, we've done a lot of that already with the Saturn, the Saturn men. They're all big-name players. I'm trying to – like, at some point we're going to be acknowledging that St. Brown's a – a king like usual, so you're not. You don't have to convince me. He was a moon man extraordinaire. I, I I'm the one touting St. Brown walking into his big year. You don't have to convince me, pal. I love him. Yeah, no, I know. I, I just figured I'd put it out there because nothing wrong with that. Twenty plus points in the playoffs. Nothing wrong with that. Every game. All right, bro. Appreciate you, Frankie. Later. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The the nicest guy in the world on the phone, but like. 
can be a, a son of a gun in in the in the comments. <laughs> Frankie Knuckles, it's like it's it's like night and day. It's like it's like Denny at night and Denny during the day. You know, like I, when I saw Denny uh, in the middle of the day at uh, at Circus Sports, you know, in Las Vegas, he's like, you know who I am? <laughs> like talking like this. Hey, Smitty, do you know who I am? And I thought it was another guy that told me he was coming down. I'm like, hey, it's, you know, Steve. And he's like, it's Denny. And I'm like, Denny? <laughs> and then Denny comes by a letter. Hey, Smitty, it's Denny. <laughs> it was like two different people. It was amazing. Uh, Perps gifting memberships like a madman. Perps appreciate you dropping a 10 to the wad membership. Okay, uh, Ron, final thoughts. <laughs> hey, Bielmi wouldn't be too bad. He's strict. He runs a strict uh, offense. And you know what? Kansas City's offense hasn't looked too great since he left, has it? So. Uh, you, I also feel like Bielmi's not laterally moving over to OC you know he, he's gonna try and go f- from his next job to a head coaching job that's what his goal is gonna be uh, he, yeah he won't he won't be hired as a head coach, maybe, maybe if he anyway. hired me to do interview skills with him I'd be like look Eric this is how you this is how you talk to somebody when you're in front of him I don't know what I would love to see the, the I would love but to see their interview of interview footage of the enemy in an interview because i hear it's awful like is the guy just like looking down the entire time like you know reading off a note card or something like what's he doing what's how is he talking uh anyway yeah i i think but the thing is the enemy might look like a genius at the end of the day though ron you know i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see i don't know, <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of think that uh, the only thing that would keep Belichick from going to Atlanta is the quarterback, and the Chargers have all-pro quarterback right, wait there, right there waiting for him. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, still, I still think Chargers in Atlanta, but we'll see. We'll see what Biennemi is able to do, like I said, as Washington builds around him. But yeah. uh, All right, Ron, appreciate you. Later. Yeah, yep. later. This Adam, this this Adam Peters knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Everybody there is going to flourish. Uh, Perps, what can I do for you? Nothing, just enjoying the show. I appreciate the ten gifted memberships. Everybody that got one, thank Perps. He's on the line right now. Uh, final thoughts about uh, about. Let's see. Um, you're you're a Minnesota fan, so what's your vibe there? Like, are you hearing any kind of chatter about Cousins probably returning? Um, kind of testing the waters to get like contract leverage and coming back. Like, is there anything circling around locally about Kirk Cousins that you that, that you've heard from people no. that you you're connected to? Nothing that I've heard. Only that he wants to stay in Minnesota. It seems like it. He's got his kids and his family here close by where the stadium and the practice field is. And he uh, doesn't want to move. Yeah. You know, a Michigan guy. So it's a similar lifestyle. So I kind of feel like that's that's going to happen. I feel like he's going to come back. I, I think at the end of the day, J.J. has requested that he gets him back. They want to keep J.J. happy. They'll offer Cousins what he wants. Cousins has already said it's not about money. It's about fit. And if his home is there, how is it, how is there a, how is there a place that's going to be any more fitting for him? 
I, I think it's just leverage. And it is about money. He could say it's not about money. It is about money. Everybody acts like it's not about money. It is about money to a degree. Like, is he going to turn down a place a little bit more money? Sure. But at the end of the day, he's not taking a 50% cut to go somewhere. He will absolutely go somewhere else if it comes down to that. It's not about money. Sometimes people say it's not about money. It's about respect. But the amount of money you get is the level of respect that you measure. <laughs> so it's like, it, at the end of the day, it's all about money. Um, but I, I do think Cousins probably ends up staying. I'd say 70% chance he stays in Minnesota. But... Where else could he go? I mean, we kicked around a lot of a lot of opportunities he could look to. I don't think it'll be somewhere like New England where it feels very, very far away from being, you know, a great spot. And, uh, you know, he doesn't know how everything's going to unfold draft-wise and, you know, all that. So we'll definitely, we'll definitely be kind of on the lookout for what happens with Kirk Cousins. It'll definitely affect a lot of different things, but... I think the most common conversation we're going to have in the coming months will be around this man, Justin Fields, and where he ends up. Bears, Falcons, Commanders, Broncos, Vikings, Seahawks, Raiders, Saints, Patriots. A lot lot of potential places he could be. I don't think the Bears want him. I think had he finished on a terror, which he was spotty. He played great, not great, not ended on kind of an okay note at best. I think he's. This is a good op- opportunity, open door for the Bears to say goodbye. Had he blown up in his final contest, ended things on a on an absolute like heater, I think he would have had a tougher. They would have had a tougher time. The Bears moving away from him, but this will be the most common talked about player in the coming uh, coming uh, weeks and months. All right, Perps, appreciate you, bro. We'll see you on the Dynasty Channel tonight, yep. maybe. Yep, I'm good to do. later. All right, uh, we have, I think, no more Super Chats to, to, to get through. I cannot wait for the Underdog Big Board Draft to open up in a few weeks. Ball's Life, I can't either. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, guys. That's how you get in to a draft. We'll be drafting maybe tonight. Uh, Underdog Fantasy. You know what? I'm going to draft tonight on... God, maybe we shouldn't do this on the Dynasty channel, but I'm trying to get a lot of people over to the Dynasty channel, so I'm tempted uh, Perps gifted another 20 memberships. Perps to the freaking moon. To the moon. Perps to the moon. But Underdog Fantasy, link is in the live chat pinned. The link is in the description of the video. Code Smitty also gets it done. It doubles your first deposit up to $100. There are $5 mitten drafts right now that you can you can jump in for 5 bucks. Draft a playoff team that has to, to weather through every week in the final team standing. So you're strategic about what players you're picking. You're picking Pacheco over a better running back because you feel like Pacheco could go to the to the big dance. Or if you think the Chiefs are going to get knocked out by the Ravens, your number one running back, not in the draft, but like the guy you avoid drafting RB and come around mid middle rounds and grab is Gus Edwards because you think the Ravens are going to be in the Super Bowl. So you creatively build your team around Lamar and other pieces and and you can maybe grab some some divisional round guys that might get bumped out but help you win that divisional round game and then you get to the end and you've got your Ravens crew to help you know hammer home the, the victory. So unbelievable way to, to, to get involved in uh, playoff fantasy football. If you your season didn't end like you wanted, or it did end like you wanted, but you still are just jonesing for more fantasy football goodness, then Underdog Fantasy, link in the description, link in the live chat pinned. Code Smitty does the same thing. The links insert Code Smitty for you. You can draft in a $5. They're called the Mitten Returns. 
The mitten returns. Go do it. It's absolutely amazing. It's the best way to play playoff fantasy football. I have so much fun. I'm in there at night. You'll, you get in there in a late draft. You'll see me in there. I'm drafting all the time. Appreciate you all. And uh, let's see if we've got anything else. Thank you, uh, Balls Life. Appreciate you. See if we got anything else here. Um, I'm looking for a good question. Let's see here. Development. How? How? I don't know if Howell is going to have any sort of future. He's a good quarterback, but I don't know that he's great. Uh, JD five to the Pats. I'm I'm okay with it more than I was when Bill was there. Russell Wilson will be a solid bridge QB in Atlanta. Drake London would get Sutton type looks. I agree. I think I think Russell Wilson would not be bad. I think it's it's one thing to talk about Russell Wilson winning playoff games, and it's another to be like, is it good for Bijan? Is it good for you know the offense? JJ wants Cousins back. Absolutely, no question about it. Perps to the effing moon. Says ball is life. Um, Balls of Life, make sure you turn on your ability to accept gifted memberships because some people don't have that turned on. And for anybody that's missed who is the Moon Men, Mars Men, Saturn Men, as of this moment, here are your Saturn Men. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. I did bump Puka up to a Saturn Man to, to make more room for the Mars Men. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Hey, man. Stroud, McBride are the tight ends. Or, I'm sorry, are the Mars men. We got a tight end in McBride. In space. McBride on the on the Mars men, and the then the Moon men, men, Bowers. Dropping loads in outer space. What's up, Travis? Um, I, I know you're on your way out, and I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I missed this earlier. Um, but um, in terms of Bill Belichick in Atlanta, did you see the thing they were talking about? Um, last offseason, he wanted to trade uh, Mac Jones and sign Mayfield. How would you feel about him doing that in Atlanta if he got Mayfield? You want something better there, or do you think Mayfield could work with that offense? You know, he's playing really good right now. I, I hadn't thought about it. It might not be that bad. It wouldn't be the worst, but it, it, it definitely would make me feel a little bit uneasy. But I mean, yeah. Baker's playing great right now. I I guess I'd be almost okay with that. It'd be better than it's keeping in, what what's in house, bro. Like for sure. But it's inter- it's interesting. I mean, it, it just sparked my interest a little because of how good Baker is playing. I know he's like you said. It, it's also kind of nerve wracking too, though. But I just wanted your opinion on it. Quick. Yeah, I mean, it's an intriguing uh, intriguing uh, thought for sure. Belichick. I hadn't uh, thought of it at all. You know, Baker. It would be interesting. He always likes Baker. Yeah, he does. Um, I don't know how I feel about Baker. I don't think Baker's an elite fantasy quarterback by any means, but is he beneficent? Is he deserving of this conversation? Absolutely. Like, from a football perspective, and there's sometimes a divide between football and fantasy, and this seems to be one of those situations as well. We've had a few of them tonight. Usually there's very few and far between. Uh, opportunities that are that are different in real life versus fantasy they usually go hand in hand but Baker's definitely one of those players that like you know from a fantasy perspective we're not you know starting him by any means but like he would be kind of okay he would be kind of okay well Mike Evans and Rashad White were amazing with him so you know he can support him two players like that yeah. good offense at least you know 
But yeah, I don't, I don't, again, I don't hate it. Well, Belichick. Does, I don't hate it. I, I, I had just seen that. I wasn't sure if you covered it, but I, I'll, I'll jump because I know you're getting ready right. to go. So All I'll, right, Travis. I'll, appreciate I'll talk you. to you on the Dynasty channel. Later, bro. Later. I'll also be live on Instagram in a little bit, um, doing a, a quad box live stream. Probably getting uh, getting the the Niner community all ruffled because they they usually poke at me and have me answer questions that they don't want they, that they don't want me to to answer and then I answer it and then so I'll be on Instagram on a live stream in just a little bit doing the quad box we'll probably have like 400, 500 people in that live stream on Instagram if you don't follow me on Insta get on over there the Fantasy Football Show just like this channel YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show or Instagram at the fantasy football show so catch me outside over there i'll be on ig doing it live appreciate you all in here and i'll see you in a little bit and i'll be live on the dynasty channel if anybody didn't know we have a dynasty channel and i go live pretty much i didn't last night so i gotta make up for it but i go live pretty much every day or upload a video every day and i'll continue to do so i'll have over 365 videos or combination of live streaming videos on the channel um, so youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football. Make sure you follow that right now. I'll drop the link in the live chat right this very second. So you can subscribe and we'll be live on the dynasty channel tonight. Okay. So make sure you subscribe and join over there. This one can bill handle the personality of Russell. He was too much, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, Perps. Perps, thanks for the $20 hauler. Perps dropping another. Alert. Super chat alert. Perps dropping a 20 wad. That's a really good question, Perps. Tough to know. Thank you all. Thank you, Perps. Thank you all, my super chatters. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Deckard. Thank you, Perps. Thank you, Perps, for the gifted memberships. I'll see you all on the Dynasty channel tonight. And uh, thanks for joining me here tonight. And where's my Stratosphere button? Where's my Stratosphere? Hi, my name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring touchdowns. Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's brief. He's brief. He does a hole of a job. A hole of a job. A hole of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hole of a job. Get breezed. Thank you to all my unicorn super chatters. He is a unicorn.
Appreciate you all. See you on the Dynasty channel tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. I'm always live, 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. I'm always live when big news breaks, and I'm always live uh, randomly during the graveyard shifts and so forth. So make sure you are constantly uh, checking the channel. Make sure you got that bell notification punch so you get all the notifications. And on Instagram, there's a little channel you can subscribe to. If you go to my IG profile, there's little circles. One says channels. Click that, subscribe to it for free, and you'll get an alert every time I go live in case you miss notifications over here. So hit me on IG. I'm going on IG in about five to ten minutes uh, to go live with uh, with the quad box. I'll be live on Instagram. About 400, 500 people will be in the building, if not more, in that live stream. So hit me on IG right now. See you all later.